Thursday, everybody. It is the Bill Michaels Show. No Bill today. I am Ben Kenny. Joining me, my associate, Mr. Grant Bills. Grant, hello today. Hello, Ben Kenny. What's up, man? How are you? I'm not doing well for I obvious reasons. Your comment on the morning show this morning when you just stated there weren't any hits. And that's all that you said. I got a kick out of that. There were no hits last night. Yeah, the Astros beat the Philly series tied 2-2. No one here cares about it. Uh, Packers-Lions, Grant. Listen, big day today. There's going to be a lot of trade deadline chatter. Rodgers responded to it. We'll play some of what he had to say yesterday and react to it. We'll get to that throughout the show today. Where the roster stands. How the team moves forward. They're 3-5. and No moves at the deadline. But I woke up today with a thought. As I normally did, I I must say Uh the clouds driving into work today were gorgeous here in Madison, Wisconsin, like prime lighting hours. And it does suck that it's dark out now when I drive into work. Anyway, uh, as I was driving, the sun was coming up. I had a thought. So this is where we're going to start today, and we will expand as the show continues. I feel like this weekend, a one in six Lions team that just fired their secondary coach, a, a team that kind of is as the Lions have always been, you know, they'll lose a lot of close games. They'll score. They'll think maybe that they're feisty and then end up losing. This feels to me like the week where we truly learn what this Packers defense has. There obviously were no deadline additions to said defense, and it has really underwhelmed for much of this season. But you go back, like there's the whole thing with not playing aggressive enough. There was the Giants game. The Jets game got bad because the offense couldn't sustain any drives. And then you go into the Washington game. They play more aggressive. But in the end, Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin were able to seal that game. And the Packers offense couldn't really muster anything in the second half. Then you move into Buffalo and Josh Allen has his way. I think Packers pressured him like 40% of the time, which is quite high. They played an okay game. Josh Allen made a lot of plays and they came up with huge plays and big spots. But you go to the second half of that contest. The Bills score only three points. The Packers come away with two interceptions. Is it Allen playing a little reckless because the team was up big? Probably something there. But overall, like you feel there might be momentum there after that contest. So you have a defense that I don't know, has shown a little bit of minor life, especially given the scheme and the aggressiveness, you also have an offense on this Packers team that cannot play from behind, right? When they get down seven points, 10 points, 14 points, we saw it in the second half against the bills. They ran the ball and ran the ball and they had some success. Didn't I obviously do enough to bring them back in the game, struggled on fourth down, all that stuff, but it's an offense that I think can play well when the team is ahead. We just haven't really seen that in the second half when really the whole team is melted down. But you see Rodgers saying it feels like the Packers again. I, I don't know. There's like a little bit of juice inside the offensive room after the second half in Buffalo. Maybe LaFleur will commit to running the football uh, for once, or I guess to continue what we saw last weekend. But the Lions average 24 points per game. They have playmakers all over. They have guys, if the ball's in their hand, they can make explosive plays. I And you have Jared Goff, who puts the ball in harm's way. And if you pressure him, I mean... He's quite bad, if we're being honest. So, Grant, this feels to me like the weekend, like a do-or-die weekend, like the time where we see what this Packers defense truly is. Because if they come out and they play really well, the team wins, get back to four and five, maybe you could build on it. If they don't, then the season really feels over. Well, in the big picture, they've lost four in a row. 
And I know Packers fans aren't used to losing games, but you can't really lose five in a row, which is what I thought last week and the week before. But yeah, this is a do or die weekend for a million different reasons. I love the defense angle. I brought this up on the Bill Michaels huddle last night. I said, Bill, if the Packers defense gives up 35 this Sunday to a team that just dealt Hawkinson, right? I tried to look up whether DeAndre Swift was healthy or not on Twitter, but it's all Taylor Swift. So I couldn't cut through the, the Swifty <laughs> tweets. So that's, I'll have to dig deeper into what his status is. But Detroit's not in a good place right now. As you mentioned, they just fired some coaches. If the defense gives up 30, 35 this weekend and the Packers lose, that's it. And I think an extension of, of the point that you made and something that I want to add, and I said this on my show yesterday, if Matt LaFleur's defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, gives up 35 and they lose this weekend, he's got to fire Joe Barry or he's going to lose his entire team because there's already some grumblings. Rob Demosky wrote about it. Some guys are unhappy with the scheme, unhappy with the coaching. This is the weekend it has to happen for the defense. And if it doesn't, I mean, it means a million different bad things because the Packers have lost five in a row. And then they have the Eagles, the Cowboys coming up. But if it goes poorly this weekend, I think that's it for the season. And Matt LaFleur has to fire Joe Barry. I think there's a lot of sliding door moments this weekend if the defense doesn't play well. It's a huge game for the defense. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you talk about infusing life. And there, there are ways to infuse life, one of which is bringing in players at the trade deadline, which the team did not do. And we'll hear Rodgers, uh, GM front office guy Rodgers, we'll hear his response to that. Honestly, to preface it, that's coming up at 11. I agree with almost everything he said yesterday. I, I find myself resonating with a lot of his words about where the yeah. team stands and how to react to the deadline. But I'm with you. You look across the unit. I mean, it's a cornerback room that has really underperformed, given what we mm-hmm. expected. Part of that early in the season, likely scheme, they're playing off. And Jair, I mean, unbelievable man coverage guy. Stokes has struggled. But even like you just feel like the players are not in the best position to succeed a lot of times. You have Rasul Douglas guarding Stephon Diggs and man. Rasul Douglas, like we saw him last year, he is terrific in zone coverage. And he has been, I mean, for his entire career, up and down. He hasn't been a top of the line corner. Had a great season last year. And now it's kind of crashed to earth. You could say the same about Devondre Campbell. It, it's a unit where players, we had sky high expectations and pretty much they're all falling short of it. You can put Darnell Savage Jr. in that group as well. Oh. Where Sometimes it's even not the scheme. Sometimes the play is there to be made and they can't do it. And I guess it's the Lions are a good matchup for me this weekend because it's a team the Packers should beat. They're one in six. Jared Goff is a quarterback who's fine, but he's not going to kill you with his legs. If you pressure him, he is quite poor. But you look across that offense, even if Swift doesn't play, Jamal Williams has been really good this year. Amon Ross and Brown is awesome. So like they have dudes on that offense that could beat you with the ball in their hands. So it's a true, like, are you going to step up or are you not going to do it? Right? Like, yeah, even the Buffalo game, like I can't expect them to go into Buffalo and shut down Josh Allen. That's a really, really tough ask. But this, I think, given where the team stands, like th- this is it for the defense. 877-867-1670. That is how you join the show today. There's a Twitter poll up at Benzie Kenny. He's also at Wisco Grant if you want to find him. Is this the make or break week for the Packers defense? 75% so far say yes. 25% say no. It's also, Grant, something I, I shared with you this morning. Midway through the Milwaukee Brewers season, I, right after the trade deadline, there was so much made similar uh, to Packers land. Should they or should they not 
at a bat, uh, should they add at the deadline? Stearns obviously sells, and that's another story. Uh, but going forward there, it wasn't the offense that I was focusing on for the rest of that season. It was the bullpen. Yeah. If the bullpen was able to pitch to a two, a, a three ERA, even a three five, the Brewers would have made the playoffs. The Phillies yeah. wouldn't. And Don't we, melt down. We'd be in a much different situation. Uh, the bullpen was uh, utterly terrible over the last two months of the season. For me, the Packers situation is very similar. And maybe I, I just felt some juice from the offense, and Roger says they feel like the Packers, and Samori Torre is breaking routes and scoring touchdowns, and they're running the Your ball, guy. and Bakhtiari's playing well. Maybe I, I'm a little bit optimistic about the offense having a little bit of juice after a lot of struggles, but what will dictate whether the Packers make the playoffs this season? It's not, to me, what the wide receiving core looks like. It's can this defense actually put it together? Because no matter yeah. how great Rodgers plays and what Samori Torre can do, you could get into it. If you get into shootouts with the Lions, there's no way you're beating really any of the class. The Niners, even though they're 4-4, four and four, the Eagles, even the Vikings, the Cowboys. You're not beating those teams in the playoffs if your defense cannot actually help out Rodgers. You mentioned a couple minutes ago that you've been really on the same wavelength with everything Rodgers has said this week. I agree. I've agreed with just about everything that I've heard Rodgers say. I didn't watch his whole McAfee hit and I didn't really watch his entire Wednesday press conference yesterday, but everything I read, I liked. And his post game presser on Sunday, I thought he made a great point. He's like, yeah, defense hasn't been amazing, but we got to help them out a little bit too. We got to start a little faster and not put them in a hole, which I agree with. I think this weekend is going to be a great matchup for the defense. Like you said, if you pressure Jared Goff, you will win, right? Like last weekend, they pressure Josh Allen on 40% of his dropbacks. 166 of his passing yards came with pressure. That's just Josh Allen being really good. And Peter Bukowski, who's been much talked about, tweeted a couple things about that. that I reference <laughs> right now, right? But if they do the same thing, if they apply those same principles against Detroit on Sunday, they should look much better, right? And the football game should go their way. So I think this Sunday versus the Lions, great matchup, great opportunity. A lot of things coming together for the defense to put it together. 877-867-1670. You want to join the show. That's how you do it. Have some callers on hold. We'll get to you next segment. No calls in the first segment. Five minutes from now, we will open the phones. Get your thoughts on Packers versus Lions. Packers three and a half point favorites on the road. Bill and I have picks coming up in the 12 o'clock hour today. I, I have received his selections and I, I, I'm not going to say I like the Lions with more than a field goal at home, but we'll get to that point wow. later on in the show. I will elaborate on all that. A lot of good stuff to come today. Great. You also look at the rest of the Packers schedule. I mean, we've kind of said that the last hour of many games were turning point games minus Buffalo. Yeah. Cause it was unfair to expect them to go in and win that game. But yeah. we said, ah, oh, the jets are a turning point. They lost to the giants. It'll be okay. We saw the commanders as a get right spot. That didn't happen. It's kind of a week-to-week doing talk radio, talking about the football team all the time where you get into that cycle. But truly, this Lions game is. I mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not just us. Jair said it. Jair said it in London. He's like, hey, if we lose to the Jets next week, I'll be concerned. And now here we are, you know, two losses later, including one to Taylor Heineke and a really bummy commander's team. So I don't think it's just us on sports talk radio being obnoxious. Like the last couple of weeks have all been turning points. Uh, again, it's not even about the Lions. It's not about the upcoming schedule. I just don't know if you can lose five games in a row at any point in your schedule and still be a competitive contending team. That that seems like a 
seems like a good rule of thumb. You lose five in a row. I'm kind of out on you. Like that just seems like a good rule. It's it's an arbitrary number. Don't get me wrong, but lose five in a row. That's tough. Yep. And it's not getting easier. They welcome in Big Mike and company November 13th, which you know, those guys are going to play for Mike McCarthy. We saw it with Bielema his players are going to want to get him that win. Yeah. And you wonder what state the Packers will be in, especially defensively. Like you mentioned a lot rides on this weekend. Cause if the lions put a boatload up on them and then big Mike comes into town and runs the football and, and really beats him up inside. Like, uh, you wonder how bad it could get with this weekend could turn it all right. Cause if they come out of this with confidence, they hold them to 14, 20 points, whatever, just not a lot of offensive dominance and game control from Detroit. A bad Detroit team, I will note. They're okay on offense, but they have the worst defense yeah. in football. So if the Packers' defense can do anything on Sunday, you expect them to win the game. But if the Packers come out with confidence, then that Cowboys game looks a little different. Then you look forward. I mean, Derrick Henry is playing out of his mind. I just I, I have nightmares about him coming into Lambeau and going for like 240. because Yeah, but we, we thought that two years ago. And they they really bottled him up. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't have nightmares about Derrick Henry. That team could tackle. Whoa. Well, that, okay. If that Packers team could tackle, then it's the only Packers team in my life that's ever been able to tackle. The bar is very low for this Packers team. That's fair. The matchup Although that of, team was the best of the Matt LaFleur era. Totally. The matchup of, of Derrick Henry, a, a guy that breaks the infinite tackles with two inside linebackers that are playing below expectations this season with one of the two safeties struggling in the tackling department. That just, it, it doesn't bode great. And no. a Tannehill won't beat you. Maybe it'll be Malik Willis. Who knows? Uh, but then they go to Philly. I mean, that's, let's be honest. It's going to be a pretty tough one given how that team is playing on both sides of the ball and at Sunday night. And then uh, they probably will beat the bears anyway, but down the stretch of the year, the dolphins are explosive. The Rams, I think they kind of stink, but they're the Rams. They have good players. And then they host the Vikings and they host the Lions. Kind of feels like a Wisconsin Badger proposition here. Like a run is there to be made. Find the path. Outline the path. Yeah. It also could be not great. All right. 877-867-1670. Where are you at with this game this weekend? Packers three and a half point favorites in Detroit against the Lions. A lot more to come today. We'll take your phone calls. When we return, we'll talk more about this contest. What we need to see on Sunday, what does it mean to me and Grant both? This is the turning point for the defense. This is the do-or-die contest for the unit. If they're going to turn it around, it better start on Sunday. 877-867-1670. That is Mr. Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. In for Bill Michaels today. More coming up. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael's show, Ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill today. On this Thursday, November 3rd, Packers Lions on Sunday. We'll get into what Aaron Rodgers had to say at the podium yesterday after the trade deadline. Coming up at 11, a lot more to come today. Uh, Grant, we also have a new segment called the College Football Minute. Oh. Where there have been many big stories to surface over the last eh, 72 96 hours that we will address 
one of which involves a tree. A tunnel, perhaps? Will there be tunnel talk? Uh, we'll talk tunnels, no doubt. Okay. Uh, I'm a big infrastructure guy, so always interested in tunnels. Were uh, you, you strike me as a guy who maybe once pondered a career in civil engineering. Not smart enough, clearly. Okay. I work in radio. I, oh. I just I was a Lincoln Logs guy, something along those lines. Oh. A very basic, very yeah. basic architecture infrastructure. Your you Packers, like, you like building boxes? Yeah, Legos. Oh man, there's, there's not a lot of creative freedom with Lincoln Logs. You can build rectangles oh. and boxes. That's you, about it. You'd be surprised. Okay, I could put a crib together. Your Packers injury report from Wednesday: David Bakhtiari, Devondre Campbell, Elton Jenkins did not practice. Same with Christian Watson with the concussion. Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers, Preston Smith were all limited. So that is something we will monitor as our show goes on today. 877-867-1670. Where are you at with this weekend? What does it mean for the defense? Uh, is there any hope going into Detroit against a 1-6 and six Lions team? Mike is listening to us in Madison. Mike, what's up? Hey, boys. You know, uh, I, I think this game is a recipe for disaster for Packers. I, uh... Uh-oh. They they never they they never play Detroit well in Detroit and um, they're both very uh, desperate teams and um, uh, I I just ain't feeling it I think I think Detroit's gonna come out and pound them in the face and um, Detroit's yeah. kind of in a weird spot though because Dan Campbell we saw all off season like his his messaging is very attractive when yes. the team is winning. Yeah. But when the team's one and six, you wonder how quickly it could snowball. I guess you could they're, say yeah, the same about Joe Barry. It's not Michael. the same old Packer team, and it's not the same old Detroit team. It's closer to the same old Detroit team than the same old Packer team. But like I said, they never play them good in Detroit. In fact, I had them losing this game before the season even, you know, how you kind of go through the schedule. And yeah. uh, I had them splitting with Detroit and losing this one for sure. And if they lose this one, like you guys are saying, it's uh, – it's going to be a tough road to hoe. Yeah, do you think this is the do-or-die spot for the defense, or do you have hope um, that maybe there could be a future date where that is resolved? You know, I think uh, the more I thought about it and, and hearing that article by um, Robbie, is, uh, I, I, I believe it's this game, and if they don't come out and show some kind of effort and improvement, I think Barry's gone for sure. Yeah. I got you. So you're on the lines yeah. this weekend. I, I know it's not a prediction Friday, but early yeah, thoughts are I, bad. I, I, like I said, I picked them this game before the season started and uh, the season is drastically different than what I was expecting. So, right. I got you. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for listening. 877-867-1670. Go Just ahead. Really quick. We're talking about some reasons why the Packers should have success against the Lions. I, like we're not picking the game. I have G-Dub in my Twitter mentions saying the Lions are going to win. You guys are dumb. We're just talking about certain matchups and things. I'm I'm not putting money on the Packers. The Packers have lost four in a row. I'm not confident about anything. I, I don't want what we're saying to be confused for confidence that the Packers will win. We're just giving reasons why the Packers maybe should win. Yeah, and it's it's a honestly a free stream of my thoughts and where I stand with this football team. Like, it changes every week. And the constants have been the defense is underwhelmed and the offense has been somewhat atrocious. However, in the second half against Buffalo, both things looked a little bit better at the same time. Wasn't enough to win, but I, those that are into moral victory Monday probably had fun this week getting into that stuff. I'm not there yet. 
I just going into this matchup against again a one and six football team. You're not going in to face the the prime Brady Patriots. You're facing no. a Dan Campbell team that fired his secondaries coach that has the worst defense in football and has Jared Goff at quarterback. He's not yeah. going to kill you. He could do well enough for them to win if the Packers can't tackle. Again, like yeah. this should be a game that the Packers we thought we would see this season win. Every time. I know they don't play them well in Detroit. I, I don't care. I, this Detroit team sucks. So yeah. this is it, really. And I, I'm well, with you. The more I think about it, I could really see the argument for Barry to go if if the Lions put a 35-30 on him. Well, what choice would Matt LaFleur have been if Demosky and others, and I asked Clemens, he's like, oh, yeah, I've heard about it. Like, there are players who are openly, well, not openly, but they're saying to reporters anonymously, we don't feel great about the scheme. We don't really feel great about the coach. If they're saying that already and they go and they get blown out in Detroit this week, Matt, I keep saying this, Matt LaFleur is going to have to lose his defensive coordinator or he's going to have to lose his locker room. I think those will be his two choices after this weekend if they give up 35 and lose. Yep. And for those of you that feel like the Lions might win, I get it because the LaFleur Packers have this tendency to, instead of focusing on all the reasons they should win a game, they focus on the one reason they should lose. And I keep trying to articulate this throughout the season. The Giants stink. But after the game, it's like, well, they have Wimp Martindale. He's a god. I mean, I don't know what we're <laughs> supposed to do. It's like, okay, but they also have no wide receivers and, and no corner. Like, it's always the one thing, the, the one reason they shouldn't win the game. And I could very much see the Packers losing to the Lions, despite Jared Goff not being good, despite their defense being atrocious, despite all these things. And then after the game, Matt LaFleur saying, yeah, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, they're really good backs. I mean, they, they'll go for 300 combined on anyone. It's like, but what about the rest of it? What about all of the other reasons you should have won? That's the thing with this LaFleur Packers team. So I get it if you're not confident about the Packers. I'm just trying to, and Ben is too, give all these reasons why the Packers have reasons to win this Sunday. Yep. The Detroit Lions gave up 31 in a loss last weekend to the Dolphins. They lost 24 to 6 to, it might have been Dak's first game back, but the Cowboys, they lost 29 to nothing to the Patriots, completely pummeled. But Belichick owns Jared Goff. They lost 48-45 to to Geno Franchise and the Seahawks. 28-24 loss to the Vikings. Uh, 38-35 loss to the Eagles. Their one win, a 36-27 win over the Commanders. Like The Packers we expected to see should win this game. And if they do not, it would be five in a row. And you think about what you change. You're not changing the quarterback because you cannot. You are financially obligated to not make any changes there. And honestly, if they lose this game, Grant, I don't think it's because Aaron Rodgers struggles. I honestly thought Buffalo game was the best he's played all season. Agreed. And then yeah. I, I head coach, you're not going to do it. So what comes first? You're not firing the special teams coordinator because now you have a defense that has been struggling. The defensive coordinator is, is the one that would stick out. Yeah. 877-867-1670. Uh, Denny is in Holman. Denny, what's up? Thank you very much for taking my call, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, what's going on, man? How are you? I just wanted to let you know that uh, I totally agree with your analysis of of this Sunday's game. Um, you know, so many people are blaming Rodgers and stuff. And, you know, what do we do? Do we do anything to try to better the team? You know, like uh, when Hawkinson went to um, the Vikings, you know, and the yep. Bears the Bears got... Uh, Claypool. Um yeah, Claypool, you know. I mean, they're trying to better their team, okay? I think uh, the, the Lions not having uh, TJ, I think, is a big 
factor in the game Sunday already, you know, God, I yes. mean, he, he was a very, very good uh, player of theirs and stuff, you know, and, and I just don't for the life of me understand if they're just trying to force, um, you know, Rogers out and say, okay, love's going to be our guy because two years ago they figured love wasn't our guy and they fought to get Rogers to come back and play. And uh, it's so hard to understand what his thinking is, you know, I well, mean, it's tough I, for, for one, me to see that happening with forcing out. Cause I, they're still paying him all the money. He's not going anywhere. Like Rogers will well, be that, the quarterback that, for as long as he wants to. My thought yeah. more is, I mean, they're obviously hamstrung financially, and right. it's the yeah. it's the organization's entire thought process. They overvalue certain draft picks as opposed yep. to other ways to bolster the team. And you know, another thing is the the people that buy those tickets, and I'm one of them. They're a lot of farmers, okay, and they work damn hard for their money. And for Gudikus, just to not even try to better the team with anybody is just a a kick in the you know, in the teeth to all these guys that patronize the Packers that had season tickets for 35, 40 years, you know, I mean, if you look now, the tickets are flooded on the market, you know, yeah. because people are giving up. And another thing that I didn't understand too, is, you know, when we had Gutequist, we could have got Elliot Wolf, you know, and I yeah. think Elliot Wolf really would help the team. You know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, I think, his dad would have helped him, and I'm I'm not I'm not in on Gutequist. I never was. I don't like his drafting. I don't think he's a very good drafter. I mean, his his draft picks have have spoken. You know. Oh, just look at one. this year, man. Look at yeah. this season. He had horrible. I I tweeted this during the game, and I don't oh, know why it came to me, but it did. Oh no! And it it kind of got life. But Gutekunst, oh, he entered this draft with two ones. Two twos, a three, multiple fours, a five, and like eight seventh round picks, and he managed to come away without a single high level impact player. Where we stand today, right. and I understand yeah, that exactly. guys have potential and they could rise. And I, I love what Quay Walker could be. I love what yep. Christian Watson could be. But you need great players right now. This is Aaron yeah. Rodgers is not quarterback of this team forever, and he went in with literally a riches into the draft. And early returns are that it was a terrible, terrible draft. Right, right. I totally agree with you. I couldn't agree with you anymore. And it's just, no like top. I said, it's just a kick yeah. to the fans, you know, I mean, that that they didn't even do anything. Nothing. Yeah, you know? I got you, man. I appreciate well, the, the phone Vi- call. Well the, Viking, like, the Vikings got better. And I wanted to say something, too, to uh, Grant. Yeah, I enjoy your show, too, Grant. Oh. And... Uh, I really love the way Jim Leonard is really uh, coming on and voicing how he feels about being a coach and, and wanting to be a coach for the Badgers and things that need yeah. to be done. He also made a comment that, uh, um, well, he you know, if I get the coaching job, Eagles, uh, there will be changes made next year. You know, and I mean, he's telling you right out there. And I really think that uh, I think he's got, all the ammunition to be a good coach. I really do. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, man. I'm with you. We'll get to Jim. Outstanding call. That was a terrific call. High-level stuff. I, the, the people are bringing it today, Grant. It's a yeah. Thursday. I stayed up late last night. I, I didn't drink or anything, but, you know, little little woozy today. But I'm worked up now. The people are bringing it. 
quickly and on no Leonard. No will do that to someone. One hundred percent, I agree, and I am unhappy that Wisconsin is still waiting to name him the full-time head coach. I understand oh. there are procedural things to go through. I don't care. It's a it's a it's a football program, right? You skirt rules with everything. There's a way to skirt this thing. You have to oh, I've post the job for seven days. All right, so retroactively put it up there. You know you're not hiring yeah. anyone else. Stop waiting. You're going to hurt the program. Was that caller's name? Was it Denny or Dennis? Denny. Denny. I want to make sure I had it right. Well, I heard and Denny. A good point. I like. I love that Jim Leonard is saying that he's ready for this job. If he wasn't saying that, I, I, I wouldn't want him. I want my head coach to fight for that job and to be vocal about it. And I love that the players are about it too. So I, small Badgers thing. And I know you guys got Kenny and Heilprin tonight and there's gonna be a lot of good Badgers talk today, but I want to get that out there. Yeah. Uh, five to six bunks bar and grill in sun Prairie. Come say hello. If you want to, it's up as a podcast as well. Myself, Zach Heilprin, all Badger talk, a lot of Leonard chatter. Yeah, I thought the only thing that would get in the way of him getting the job, Grant, was either he wouldn't want it, which could have been possible. Now I do not think it is. Or maybe him and McIntosh both thought he wasn't ready, which also clearly not the case. So just freaking hire him. The longer you wait, the more behind you fall. 877-867-1670. And we'll get more into that a little later on in the show. I wanted to complain about the Packers for a bit and preview a game in a aggressive tone for an hour real quick before break let's go to kevin kevin what's up well ben i kind of feel sorry for you i watched the game last night and i told you before i'm still rooting for those phillies but i appreciate that Hopefully, they can bounce back from this one i hope man i feel terrible (laughs) yeah so all week i've been listening to to all the talk about not taking a trade not you know not improving the team but I, I, I kind of sit back and I'm trying to come back to reality a little bit on this. What if one person, one person giving up two draft, two drowned draft picks made a difference on this team? Would that uh, propel the team to be a playoff team? There's I would more say one, there's more than one position that they need to fix. Yeah, I would say maybe not. Also, I mean, there's a reason that Grant and I have led this show talking about how this is the turning weekend. This weekend is so important for the defense, where obviously would I have liked them to get a wide receiver? Yes, it would have helped the team. But this team is going nowhere if the defense doesn't turn it around. So I I agree with you. I don't think one player makes the difference. You hope it's one player plus some boost in the locker room plus the entire defense turns around their play. And I think, I mean, to me, I mean, yeah, our receiving core is is dismal, but that middle linebacker spot, that's where I think they would have needed to help more than anything on, on the defense end of it. Um, I think Smith? If, give up 30, if I give up 35 points this week and still win, I still think Joe Barry's gone. I mean, he's lost his locker room already, and it's getting yep. to the point where I think LaFleur is starting to lose the locker room. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, man. We're running up against it a bit. I have a LaFleur cut we're going to play next from November 1st, which was Wednesday, Tuesday of this week, saying when constructing an offensive game plan, it is impossible to please everybody. You're going to hear that when we return, as well as much more, much more coming up. We'll get into what Aaron Rodgers had to say coming up at 11. We'll get into some college football. We'll talk Jim Leonard. The phones are open for everything. You want to talk Bucks? Grant will talk Bucks. I didn't watch the game last night. I had other obligations, but we'll get into all of it today. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It's the Bill Michaels Show. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's impossible to please everybody. All these guys, and you know, as a staff, that's why it's so important. Everybody has their own opinions, their own ideas. It's like anything else in life, and you know, you have to get the staff on the same page first and foremost, making sure that everybody is confident in the plan, and then you teach it to the players. That is Matt LaFleur. It is impossible to please everybody. I'm Ben Kenny. That is Grant Bills. Asking when constructing the offensive game plan. That was from this Tuesday, Tuesday of this week. Uh, not, I mean, things aren't, vibes are not great in Green Bay right now, Mr. Grant. It's a true winning no. tours all situation, but when they continue to fall short, especially against some of the inferior teams that they've played, I mean, a, a look definitely goes towards the coaching staff. When you have your quarterback coming out multiple times this week saying, uh, we finally feel like the Packers again, why, why in the world did it take eight weeks for that to happen? You know, something else he said on McAfee, and I don't think it was intentional. I think Rodgers was just talking to talk as he sometimes does. He also said that this was the first time maybe all season that they came out ready to play. You catch that? Just a sneaky little comment in there. Yeah, like which is amped up. They were prepared. I feel like maybe that shouldn't take seven games or eight games or however many games it's been. That seems bad. It's kind of weird because the offense has also come ready to play. Oftentimes it is usually in the second half that certain things start to go downhill. So yeah, yeah. interesting stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll get more into <clears throat> Rogers as we get into the next hour. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go back to the phones. Mike is in Cudahy. Mike, what's up? I'll tell you something, guys. You uh, you have some really callers. Some of those previous callers, man, they took all the wind out of my sails, and I kind of reverb what they already said. But I will say a couple things. One is you can't take away Devontae Adams, which is, you know, Rogers' uh, security blanket, and think you're going to put in all these rookies and they're going to share whatever catches he would have had and he, they're going to make them. I mean, you're putting all these rookies right into the fire, sink or swim. And that's not a good thing for these, these, these rookies. I mean, uh, Rogers uh, didn't attend the OTAs. I think that's part of that's on him. But all I'm going to say is before I leave you guys is any team can be beaten on any given Sunday. If you don't bring your A game and they do, you can be beat. I don't care what the paper says or who should beat who. But uh, the Packers, what I would suggest they do, and I'm sure everybody agrees, run the ball down everybody's throats until they can get on par with uh, these uh, receivers and Rodgers starts uh, nailing the receivers and he starts trusting them a little bit more with the passes. 100%. I'm with you. I appreciate the phone call, man. Uh, number one, yes. Callers are terrific. I The people, again, have brought it today. Uh, fired up on... I I think the weather's nice out. I don't know. I don't see the light of day until, what, like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock? I don't either. But it was like 60 degrees when I walked into work. It's beautiful out. Yeah. Vibes he, are high. He's right about the wide receiver thing. I mean, there's so many storylines as to why this team is falling short. And the offensive struggles for the first, what, six weeks? Were, I have been a big part of it for the first seven weeks especially when you look at when they get to the second half, the Giants game, they're up, what, 10 at halftime. There's the three and out where it's pass, pass, pass. They stop giving the ball to Aaron Jones. We've gone through all that, completely agree. I mean, you'll hear this from Rodgers coming up at 11, but also part of it is they haven't been healthy. 
And I don't want to make that out as an excuse. But legitimately, when we talk about the deadline and what they could have done, the guys they could have brought in, you think yeah. up and down the offensive line, that's six O-line combinations in eight weeks now with different guys out and different guys moving around, playing different positions. Christian Watson has been unable to stay on the field, which has sucked because, as they said on Sunday, a lot of stuff planned for him specifically. So, uh, yeah, the, you cannot expect those rookies to be Devontae Adams. The way I look at it, Grant, is you can't call the offense you called with Devontae Adams in when he's not out there. Yeah, I think that's a really common mistake in NFL team building, especially teams with continuity from year to year. If GMs and coaches are staying the same, I think a big mistake that decision makers and coaches sometimes make is assuming that, okay, well, we'll just change one thing this offseason and everything else will stay the same. And that's not how it works, right? So many things change. So many things ebb and flow from season to season. So the Packers thought, okay, let's take away Devontae Adams. We now have X number of catches that we need to replace. We keep everything else the same and we'll just find two or three guys to take those catches. But it's not how that works, right? Teams ebb and flow. There's so much change. So in losing Devontae Adams, that also changes the looks you're going to see on defense. That's going to change how hard it is on your offensive line to protect. That's going to change a million different things. And I think the Packers this offseason, you know, might have made the mistake that a lot of teams make in assuming, well, we'll just change one thing and assume that everything else will stay the same. And that's never how it works in sports, especially football. I would say the coaching staff made the mistake as to not completely changing how the team approaches a game where you come out in the yeah. second half. And and I don't care how great the defensive looks are like Alan Lazard is not going to beat one on one coverage as much as Devontae Adams does. Romeo Dobbs has flashed and shown awesome stuff, but as a rookie, not going to beat one-on-one coverage like Devontae has, where you're calling what looks like a very similar offense, or at least uh, in terms of what they try to do schematically, not the X's and O's of it, but the overall approach, you're calling the offense that you called with Devontae, and it worked because he was there, and now he's not, Yeah, and it's not working. 877-867-1670. Real quick before we hit break, Ben is in Green Bay. Ben, what's up? Hey guys, uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, so many thoughts, and it, I'll, I'll probably end up forgetting something. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, I love talking, I love talking trade. I love talking draft and all that stuff. But I think we got to turn the page on the trade talk. There is there is not one single trade that would have improved this team uh, this year, other than maybe offensive line. Offensive line could be the one thing that improves Rodgers, improves the run game improves Rodgers to be able to find more receivers. So offensive line probably over anything else. Um, Or inside linebacker, I might add, given how that position has struggled. I mean, sure, they're struggling, but you you just spent the first-round pick and all-pro caliber money. You can't put more stuff into that position. you got to ride it out, unfortunately. Um, Big issue, I know the running game has been like a huge talk all season. Um, I think this goes back to coaching. Coaching is underlying a lot of these issues, honestly. Um, but what what's the point of having a really good run game if you're not going to take advantage of the run game by calling play action? We're not calling play action to take advantage of the good, successful run game. There's no point. And you have to be able to pass to be successful in this league. Year yes. after year, there's great running teams, 
and none of them do anything in the playoffs or Super Bowl if you don't have a good quarterback and you can't pass the ball. So running is great, but it's so much, much more than that when it comes to play calling. Um, and, and I'm kind of getting sick of all the hate on the defense. Yes, the defense has its issues, but until the offense can stay on the field long enough to give the defense some rest, you know what? I have zero issues with the defense giving up closer to the end of the game. No issues with that one at all because the offense is absolutely inept and can't stay on the field. They can't produce. Uh, last thing I got, I got to pick the Lions, regardless of how bad their defense is and they're historically bad. Yep. I think, I think our issues have nothing to do with the defenses we play. Our issues are our offensive issues. So regardless yeah. of how bad the defense we play, we're still not producing on our own end. Yeah, I got you, man. Sorry, we're really up against it here. Appreciate the phone call. Great call. I want to I want to expand upon the passing and the play action game when we return, as well as the defense. Great points. I want to respond to that when we come back. He's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. It's the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers held practice outdoors as they get ready for Week 9 and a trip to Detroit to face the Lions. Green Bay trying to figure out how to beat a desperate Lions team inside Ford Field and snap their own four-game losing streak. Packers defensive lineman Dean Lowry. The biggest spark will come from just winning a game and versus bringing in one player, and that's what we're focused on. We think that if we can get one win, we can you know string it together and get some momentum back on our side. Packers tight end Robert Tunyon. It just takes one takes one win to get back rolling, get back feeling good, and get, you know, everyone back on the right track. The people in this room, in this locker room, all have it. So I'm not really too worried about them getting down on themselves or making a big deal about it. I think we have the right men in this room to just go out there and just kind of, you know, next game, next play. There were a record 10 trade deals done on the NFL on Tuesday before the deadline. The Lions, Vikings, and Bears all making moves, but none for the Packers, although they reportedly put in a bid for the Steelers' Chase Claypool. was Matt LaFleur involved in any of the trade talks from his office on the third floor? I'll be honest with you. When when I'm up there, it's what are we doing to put our team in the best position possible to go game plan and put our guys in the spot to go execute and be the, a team that we know is going to give us everything they can. We've struggled at Ford Field many times, and this is a, a really good offense, and they play extremely hard in, in all three phases. Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, again, that's not my uh, area of focus, so Brian didn't think uh, that whatever was out there was worth whatever uh, was required given up. That just sends a message to us that we got to play with the guys we got and, and win with the guys we got. That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Grant Bills, where is that what we're calling it? Yeah, you bring in the fifth starter, you piece it together, you hope your number three starter can get pitch like the seventh. You know, all right, that's what we're doing here today. Uh, reset. I like we're hitting the top of the hour. When we return, Ben made some great points. Our caller from just recently. I want to get into that. We'll go back to the phones. 
you guys on hold. Stick around for a couple minutes. We'll get to all of it. Aaron Rodgers comments coming up next hour. So much more to get to. Matt LaFleur as well. The Packers are 3-5. and five. They play the Lions this Sunday. We will continue discussing it. Does the defense have to play better? Does the offense have to stay on the field? How do you view this situation? Do the Packers cover on Sunday? So much to get to. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny. Back in a few. It's the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.